Welcome to the Pack the House Show, where we have conversations about sharing your faith as you walk through life with others. Hello and welcome to another episode of Pack the House. My name is Andrew Osborne and I'm joined again by Pastor Jason Tabor. Good to be back. And Aaron Davis. Hiya. And it's Aaron's birthday, so happy birthday, Aaron. <laughs> Thank uh, you. I'm 39. No, I'm oh. 39. <laughs> I did tell people I'm going to start rounding up. So then people are like, wow, she looks really good for 50. And it's like, what do I do? Thank you. 67. <laughs> yes. That's my new goal. <laughs> All right. Well, we are continuing our series on the difference. And this week we talked about um, our understanding the Bible. Uh, so today we want to talk a little bit about how we, how we should go about uh, using the Bible. So first of all, um, what, what is the Bible for, or what is it not for? To quote Bible verses and make everybody bow to your knees. Nailed it. That's right. Yep. Bash them over the head with it. You will always win an argument if you quote a Bible verse. That's, that's biblical. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that definitely works. I speak last. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now give the serious answer. What's the main... I... Well, yeah, I think the Bible is to tell me what God is doing in my life. I'll get behind that. Uh, that's a nice way of encapsulating it, right? Um, yeah. It gets used for a lot of things, and, and there's a lot of, there are a lot of, um, we might say, purposes, or it, it can answer a lot of questions um, about how life goes well, what, what it should look like. Um, what's the right way to treat other other believers, other how to relate with non-believers, those sorts of things. So we don't want to say that it's only doing one thing, right? Um, That's true. But but one primary thing, and then that thing influences all the other stuff. All the other stuff flows out of that thing. And the one thing yes. that it's really go ahead. I was just gonna say, like like you were saying, Aaron, the Bible tells us what God is doing in our life. So it still applies to me and things that are happening to me but it's God's work to me. Yep. It's not, it's not like a roadmap for how I should live perfectly. It, it's how God gets through things and things like that. And Sunday school answer, God's work in my life is what? Jesus. Jesus. Yeah. It's uh, repairing the broken relationship with him. It's, it's saving me, right? <laughs> At the basis of it. So the principal story the Bible is trying to tell is what God is doing in, in the lives of people the lives of humans to repair the relationship with him that was broken by sin. That's the big point. Which that's kind of funny because my husband's asked me before, he said, why are you in Bible study? Like you've read the Bible, right? Like, it's like you read a book, you know what it says. Why are you in Bible study? Right. And I always tell him it's like, because it's like reading about Jesus's life and like the reason for Jesus and all that stuff. And like, I want to increase my relationship with Jesus. And the best way to do that is to study about him. You know, if he's not here to actually like talk to me, like I would be asked if he was here, I'd be like, what's going on in your life? Like, how are you doing things? Like I would be having those conversations with him. But since he's not like physically, like sitting next to me, talking to me, this is the, the best way. way. We, the yeah. way that quote unquote talks to us is through scripture. Right. So this is the best way for me to ask those questions and increase my actual relationship with Jesus, which is the ultimate goal is to strengthen my relationship with God and Jesus. Yeah. So let me, let me put this in a practical direction real quick. 
um, because this is a really important, as we think about faith conversations, uh, sharing with our friends and our neighbors, our coworkers, this mindset uh, for me has really been transformative. Uh, this idea that the main point, the main focus is uh, God's saving work through Jesus, repairing the broken relationship, making a relationship with, with people again, mm -hmm. uh, all based in love, et cetera, et cetera. This point has been transformative for me because what does it free me from? It frees me from having to uh, answer or debate or defend every single Bible assertion that comes at me. Does that make sense? Right. Especially yeah, when I, they're like theologically not correct. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I think that gets a lot of uh, people who, who don't understand the purpose of the Bible. It, it frustrates them because they're like, well, what does the Bible say about this specific thing? And you're like, it doesn't say anything about that because that's not the purpose of it. Right. Yeah. Um, and so let's let's dig into that a little bit, Andrew, because that was my my next thought too. As I I I'll give I'll reveal the outline to you as I as I think. <laughs> that was my next thought. Is it? How do we do this? This thing has the potential to be really really freeing for us in in faith conversations if we kind of stay focused there how do we do that without uh, taking on the air of kind of i'm just deflecting all your questions with a jesus answer mm. right because you see what i'm saying is it has the yeah. potential well what's the bible say about this well uh, jesus <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> that's not what we want <laughs> <laughs> totally. i will i always say a lot of things like um like two of the same people can watch the same movie at like the same time and get two completely different things out of the movie. Both my good yeah. Like my good example is I made my husband watch one flew over the cuckoo's nest. Right. Good and, movie. Yeah. And he did not think nurse ratchet was the bad guy. Like in his mind, she was just doing her job. And I was like, <laughs> what are you watching? She's horrible, right? Like that's like, <laughs> and if you've never seen the movie, you should totally see it. It's a classic, but- not to spoil it, but I will. Yeah. <laughs> but at the same point, like, I'm like, we're watching the same movie and he had a completely different yeah. view than most. I mean, actually most people that watch the movie think that she's a villain, but for him, it was like, no, she was just doing her job. Like she was misunderstood. And I was like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so- Two people look at the same thing and have different, they, they pick up on different aspects of it. Right. Uh, which is to say he could make a pretty good case for the instances, instances in which she was doing her job. The right. data that supports that point. Two people watch the same thing and pick up on different aspects of it. And that's okay because, again, as we said, that's not the story the Bible is trying to tell. The right. primary message remains the same, regardless of kind of um, how you shade the edges the mm -hmm. primary message remains the same and, so and i use a lot of language too like when i read this scripture the spirit leads me this way right mm -hmm. so i don't think it's me that's actually like interpreting through my own brain right i do think when i'm reading scripture if I, something comes to me you, like you can kind of tell if it's spirit led or not right and so i do use that language to try and bring that other aspect of the scripture into people that are not church because they don't understand that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? How, why are you reading the same book four times? You know, like they don't get that part of it. And so yeah. 
tell them about the spirit and how it interprets stuff really does help kind of bring that out in people. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think part of it is, uh, we were saying earlier that Jesus is through all of the scriptures. So, uh, whatever you're reading, it's about Jesus. Uh, so while we're trying not to give the Sunday school answer all the time, that really is the answer is all these different things point to Jesus and what he does does and did for us. Yeah, and it's okay, I think, too. You have to take the question seriously. Um, mm -hmm. But it's okay to say, well, I don't know about that, or I'm not sure what <laughs> what that, what the, you know, the answer that would be. But in any case, that's not the story. Or even sometimes, I said this, if you heard me preach on Sunday, a lot of people will say, well, the Bible has contradictions in it, or it's not scientifically accurate. Okay, that's fine. It's not, you know, some things that are, that are actually bird or you know i heard a, a person say one time that somewhere in the bible classifies a bat as a bird well we all know everybody knows a bat as a mammal okay <laughs> sure but it, it has wings and it flies so <laughs> yeah, one way of category you could put it in the bird category if you want yes. um, but in any case yeah okay so it's not strictly scientifically accurate in all places uh maybe some things uh, don't line up all the way but though it's not the story the bible is trying to tell the story it's trying to tell is about jesus and his love yeah on a loving god yeah, so say, even if even if the, the the writer of that particular book was wrong on that detail does that mean the 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 overarching point that jesus loves you and died for you does that change that no exactly which uh, actually is a conversation that i have a lot with non-churched people where it's like well, the flood is so crazy. Like that didn't happen. And I was like, listen, if the flood didn't happen, I still believe in Jesus. Like my, my faith is not based on the flood and whether or not the flood happened. Right. And I think that kind of shuts down a lot of the nitpicking of stuff. Right. And making people, sure who, people who truly want to have a conversation. Yeah. will will concede that point. Right. The ones who don't concede that point are the ones who kind of just want to argue with you. And maybe it's okay to wind that up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I think it is important to like point back to be like, I don't care if it was a bat or a bird. Like yeah. has nothing to do with what I'm reading the Bible for. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm not the editor of the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> Thank goodness. This might be our shortest episode yet. No. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Okay, so let's talk about New Testament and Old Testament. What about them? About how I get a lot of pushback about how the Old Testament is a mean God that just, you know, totally kills all the people and there's all this fighting and God tells people to kill people all the time. And then the new God is supposed to be love and peace and hippie happiness, right? Yeah, okay. well, my, my pushback would be, first of all, that's not true if you actually read the new testament uh jesus is not always i mean look at ananias and sapphira yeah. they they weren't doing great things <laughs> yeah, holds his own. he's whipping people out of the the uh synagogue <laughs> yeah but, yeah you're asking what is an appropriate response to something like that yeah okay here's what i would say because I, I agree with you it's a it's a a conversation i've had many times uh, okay. what about this mean God? Uh, here's what I would say. 
yeah, there's stuff in there that is that is um, at times horrific. That's very graphic. Um, a lot of people die. At the same time, what we see all the way through is a thread that says, uh, "Because I love this creation I've made, I'm 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 going to do something to redeem it and restore it at great sacrifice to me." Uh, there's that kind of marker laid down all the way through. And so this, as you said, um, I can't remember what you said, but this loving God is actually there all the way through the Old Testament. Uh, right. Even as, yeah, he's exacting consequences uh, that, are, that are gruesome. That's, that's unfortunate. And I wouldn't, I, we don't need to do anything to downplay or excuse. What we certainly don't want to do is try to excuse God in doing those things. Um, that he doesn't to, need us defending him. We've said that a million times. And when we do, it tends to create more more problems in it. Than <laughs> right. It uh, so we don't want to excuse him or defend him. Simply acknowledge it. Yeah, he's exacting some consequences that are gruesome, but there's a loving God all the way through. And I think that's really important because I think that goes back to um, if somebody who has a relationship with Jesus and somebody who doesn't. Right. If you have a relationship with Jesus, you can understand why God was doing the things he was doing. Right. Like these people were sinning like all over the place. Right. Yep. He was he was trying to create order in this chaos of this world of sin that, you know, we brought upon ourselves. And so that's something that's very easy to explain to somebody who has a relationship with Jesus. If you don't Just close to it. Right. Do it. If you have no concept of Jesus, no concept of God, no concept or need for a savior, right? This just looks like a bully. Mm -hmm. It just looks like somebody that is just, you know, oh, I can kill people. So I'm going to do it. Right. So I think that goes back to that whole, like, who are we speaking to and how do we want to approach that situation? And you also don't want to, I think, just like sweep it under the rug and be like, no, that's not my God. Right. Yeah. Which I've heard before. And it's like, no, God did those things. <laughs> yeah, we, the two things we want to avoid are defending or excusing God or right. removing pages from our Bible. Yes. Which are easy temptations. Yes. Oh, I don't really pay a lot of attention to those parts, except it's there. <laughs> yes. And we don't want to give that impression that it's okay to do that with God's work. Um, right. Again, that creates more problems than it solves. The best thing I think is to acknowledge it. It's gruesome. It's hard. I don't necessarily like reading it mm -hmm. but god's exacting consequences as he does uh, at the same time i find a a loving god all all the way through and i find a lot of hope and comfort in kind of the full picture the whole story mm -hmm. so the big move in both these cases right is kind of as you're as you're in the conversation try really hard to keep anchored in the big story the main point right which, which is God's loving plan for his creation. All the other stuff you you can it won't knock you off your off your perch as much if you if you kind of stay focused there. Yeah. Yeah, so maybe that's our uh, our homework assignment is as you're reading scripture what you should be doing so that you can have these conversations uh look for that how is God uh working in humanity or how is he working in this situation to bring about grace? Absolutely. Great, great thought. I do think pointing Jesus, putting Jesus in the Old Testament more, like really does help 
like you as a Christian keep Jesus when you're having these conversations with people, right? If you yourself are reading those scriptures with Jesus, right, then it's easier to like regurgitate Jesus when you're talking about them. In the and Old by Testament. the way, when, when we say Jesus in the Old Testament, we don't mean that he literally shows up there. Um, oh, he does sometimes. There's a couple of times where, where there are some beings that um, theoretically could be the second person of the Trinity, the Jesus person of the Trinity. Um, whether that's the case or not, there are lots of things throughout the Old Testament that match up with um, what Jesus is about. So, for example, I'm thinking we read in, in, in church on Sunday the story of Abraham sacrificing Isaac, and at the very last moment, um, a ram is, is put in his place. And so this idea of a, a, a substitution sacrifice, um, very much what Jesus is about. So when you read the Old Testament, you're looking for Jesus, not literally, but um, where are there things happening that point to, that match, match up with what Jesus is about? Mm -hmm. Or even all the times that Moses interceded for his people, all the yeah. time that Moses said, please don't kill them, right? Please don't kill the Israelites. Like, please don't then all those times, you know? Good point. David, yeah. David Even Jesus, Jesus specifically said on the, the road to Emmaus, all of the Old Testament is about me. So it, it, I, I think it's hard for a lot of people to see that. But if you go back with that view, like you're saying, uh, you can start to see him throughout it. Mm -hmm. And it does make the conversations easier when people are coming at you with the, because honestly, when you're having not, I don't want to say arguments, but when you're having disagreements about God, most of the time it comes from the Old Testament in my experience, right? Yeah, and, and let's acknowledge this too. It's not necessarily that, the, that all of our friends and neighbors are hostile. It's no. that the Old Testament is very hard. <laughs> it's difficult. It's challenging. Yeah. It's ugly at places. Some of it's beautiful, but that's why a lot of Christians would rather just read the New Testament. Yeah. Yeah. Red so, letter so, Bibles. That's it. Our friends and our neighbors who, who sometimes are unfamiliar with the Bible are coming to it and they find something that's a that's really, really hard to wrestle with. And that's very fair. Um, you know, so keep that in mind as you're again, as you're talking to people and they say, well, this this Bible thing is is a, a mess. Yeah, it's just, it's, they're not they're not necessarily antagonistic towards you. It's just really hard for them to wrestle with. Right. This is another opportunity to remind us. Aaron, you made a point earlier that made me think of this. Uh, this is another opportunity to remind us that people we talk to are, are at various stages of um, relationship with Jesus. Some are very, very far away. And for a lot of the people who, who are stumbling over the Old Testament is, depicts a mean and, and vicious God, they're pretty far away usually from relationship to Jesus. And that's all right. Um, in those situations, all we, the win, quote unquote, is simply to give them a little bit of good news, a little droplet of water, so to speak. Um, you know, you don't have to have a, do a whole theology lesson or an entire <laughs> study. Um, it's enough in some, in some instances to say, if you heard me preach on Sunday, you heard me talk about, or Saturday, you heard me talk about a conversation I had with a young man who said some pretty weird stuff. I shouldn't say that. Um, he had a unique perspective. <laughs> about how the Bible came about. Pretty far away from, from relationship or openness uh, to Jesus because of some past experiences that he's had. Uh, and so it's enough just to say, yeah, there's hard stuff in it, 
but I find also a lot of hope and comfort there. That's kind of the main message. Um, and let it go from there. And let's be honest though, anytime, I mean, I don't care who you are. Anytime somebody is reading scripture, even if they have no relationship with Jesus and no like intention of having a relationship with Jesus, God's doing something. Yep. Cause he, there is power in his word. And if they are, I mean, like my husband used to read the Bible when he was in the army. Cause it was the only thing, the book they were allowed to have. Right. And every time he went to go take a poop, he would go and read the Bible. And so like the fact that my husband ha- like has even opened a Bible is very encouraging to me. <laughs> And I just know that God, God does good things. So trusted to him. Yeah. Even if people are reading scripture to argue with me, I'd rather them read scripture to argue with me than not read scripture at all. Because <laughs> there's God's power. I'm probably not going to have the argument, but go ahead and keep reading. <laughs> yeah. I don't mind having an argument. You know that. <laughs> I know that. I don't mind arguing with you. I don't find it profitable to argue. Oh, okay. <laughs> all right. Well, Pastor, you want to wrap us up in prayer? Yeah, let's pray. Jesus, thank you for uh, giving us your word, for talking to us and, and carrying on that relationship with us uh, through your word. Uh, thank you for that, uh, that story, that, that thread that runs all the way through of your loving plan to reconnect the relationship. Lord, as we go out this week, we ask that you would uh, not only put us in position uh, to speak with those who you know you want to reach through our involvement, but that you would especially give us um, the wisdom, the clarity of thought to be anchored in that main point, that loving relationship, and that you would uh, allow us to keep the focus there, uh, just as you want to, through your word, through your word, keep the focus there. These things we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks for praying, and thanks for joining us this week. Have a great week. Thanks for joining us for the Pack the House Show. For more content like this, or to connect with us, visit our website, cornerstonelutheran.church.